When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hello. Welcome back. If you've been with us before, welcome back. If you've never been to our program, welcome. This is our program. It's called In This Moment. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your precious life to to sit and try to be still and to and to listen to a message about recovery. This is our show. This show belongs to you and me. And it's about recovery. How about if you just chill with me? I'm Toby C. I'm going to be your guide or your host for the next hour. And we'll discover together how to feel better, how to get better, and how to stay better. And it all happens in the spirit of recovery. What exactly is recovery? Well, how about simply put, recovery is about getting better and staying better, just like I said. And quite often that is accomplished simply by staying in the present moment. And I've been around recovery for a few decades myself. And my personal experience and the experience that I've witnessed in other suffering people is that a great deal of suffering happens when we anguish over the disappointment and the anger and the hurt of our past or if we're paralyzed with anxiety and fear about the future. That's not where recovery is. Recovery is right smack dab in the center. It's in the present moment. And it's very simple, but it's not easy to remain centered and to remain in the present moment. Recovery is for people who want to stop suffering. Suffering from what? Big question. Well, you know, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. That's a quote out of a book called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in a chapter that deals with God or godlessness called We Agnostics. You may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And we're going to be talking about that today. In This Moment is a program that touches uh, the wisdom of the 12-step method or the 12-step program of recovery. And today we're going to be talking about the fourth step in the 12 steps of recovery. It's the fourth step, which simply states that we made a fearless and searching, a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. And the fourth step is divided into three inventories, the resentment inventory, the fear inventory, and the sex inventory. And today we're going to be talking about the sex inventory and it's really not all that much about sex as much as it's about analyzing and acknowledging unhealthy, passive-aggressive behavior with our fellow man. And, of course, sex falls into that category as well. But, you know, recovery from what, again, you know? Well, let me tell you, recovering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And that includes everyone. Everyone is capable of experiencing 
and feeling and suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's someone you love. You know, but our show is going to tap into recovery, and I mean complete recovery. We're going to try to get the sufferer out of a place called no man's land. You know, the no man's land. We're going to try to get you to the other side of the twilight zone, this nightmare of life that many of us slip into. You know, the revolving door of recovery. Maybe you're in it. Maybe you know people who just can't seem to get out of rehab or recovery centers. They're stuck. Maybe, maybe you're just having trouble getting along with those about you. Or worse yet, maybe you're having trouble getting along with yourself. You just can't quite put your finger on it. But you don't feel very good ever. You're suffering. And the more you try to fix it or make someone else fix it, it gets worse. Does that sound familiar? Do you feel like no one understands you? Do you feel alone? Is your life unmanageable or still unmanageable? Do you feel like you slipped through a trap door and there's hopelessly no way back? Well, my friend, maybe you have slipped through a trap door, the trap door of awareness. And that's where recovery starts. Recovery really starts about moving out of denial and ignorance and into awareness. And oh my goodness, it is a trap door. One of my favorite quotes is, you know, when, when one alcoholic singes into the mind of another alcoholic the exact nature of their malady, that person can never be the same. It is a trap door. You can never go back. Once we've hit the moment of awareness and we come to realize that something is clearly wrong, this reality, this endless cycle of passive-aggressive calamity can almost be unbearable at times. Does this ring a bell? Well, my friend, listen, I've got good news for you. This program, our program in this moment, not only hopes to offer up to you a few new fresh ideas, but I also intend to lay a set of spiritual tools at your feet for you to consider and for you to examine. And it is these tools, my friend, that is a way out of no man's land. And it's a real simple, real simple path how to get, a, get out of no man's land and to get to the other side. And it's real simple. Trust God, clean house, and help others. And I might as well tell you right now that we are going to be using as a point of reference throughout this program the timeless and universal wisdom of two publications. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, first published April 10th of 1939, and its sister publication, The Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, that came out roughly a decade later in the early 50s. And, and from these publications evolved the 12-step method or the 12-step program. And the 12-step program is a program with a strong spiritual and social emphasis. And I think it's also worth noting that uh, it is one of the best-selling books of all time, having sold well over 30 million copies. And I also think it's equally noteworthy that in 2012, the Library of Congress designated the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous as one of the most influential books that shaped America. So I want you to keep an open mind. We've got to keep an open mind. Recovery is about keeping an open mind. Believe me. When I stop living in the problem 
and began living in the answer, the problem went away. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. That's the big book, page 417. And let me tell you, my friend, living in the answer is all about living in the present moment and being grateful for what we've got and who we are. And I just want to make also an interesting point about the 12-step program. The 12-step program is not a self-help program. Although I believe its virtues and spiritual principles should be required curriculum in all elementary school children, it is not a self-help program. If you come into the 12-step program trying to find yourselves, my friend, you just might get lost. If you have lost everything in your life, your self-respect, your family, your job, everything, and you have been given the gift of desperation, and you are willing to lose yourself in the 12-step program of recovery, you just might find yourself, my friend. And that's the deal. Anybody can get something good out of the 12-step program, but it seems to be the people who have been given the, des- the gift of desperation and have lost everything are the ones who succeed. Why? Because they pay attention and they're teachable and they'll listen. So how about if we calm down for the next uh, 40 minutes or so and we're going to be using our imagination and maybe be inspired and motivated by our discussion today. Maybe together we'll learn something new or be better able to look at things differently. So much of it has to do with our attitude or our imagination, if you will. The power of faith that is somehow buried deep within all of us has everything to do with imagination. Listen to this. Perhaps our trouble was not that we used our imagination. Perhaps the real trouble was our almost total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. So there's nothing wrong with having an imagination. All sound achievement rests upon it. But it was our almost total inability to point our imagination toward the right objectives. And when we do point our imagination toward the right objectives, here's another beautiful quote. This is the exact point at which we abandon limited objectives and move toward God's will for us. It's page 69 of the 12 and 12 regarding step six. And moving towards God's will for us and abandoning limited objectives. Again, hate to beat a dead horse, gang. It's about staying in the present moment. Get out of the past, quit freaking out about the future, and calm down. Calm down. This is where we want to calm down. Anyway, we're going to be calming down quite a bit over the next uh, few segments of the program. Again, we're going to be talking about the 12-step program. We're going to be talking about God. We're going to be talking about recovery. And remember that no human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought. And we're going to be talking about a very, very important inventory when we come back, the sex harm inventory of the four-step inventories in the 12-step program. Only here on iHub Radio, this is Toby C. in this moment from lovely downtown Palm Springs, California. And we'll be right back with our subject. Thanks. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 
In This Moment with Toby C. continues now on iHub Radio. Well, we're talking about the sex slash harm inventory of the fourth step inventories. And there's three inventories in the fourth step. There's the resentment inventory. There's the fear inventory. And today we're going to be talking about the sex inventory. And, you know, this inventory doesn't really have a great deal to do about sex, as I mentioned earlier. It really has everything to do about unhealthy, unnatural, extreme, passive-aggressive behavior with other people, which in time leads to mistreatment of other people which if you have a conscience leads to shame. And if you're anything like this recovering junkie and alcoholic, um, shame is a one-way ticket to self-pity and self-destruction. And probably the most important experience I had when I did the, the sex inventory was I was able to to identify very clearly the people who I was um, that who I had mistreated, and it was really clear. I want to back up a little bit because this sex inventory, I think it can only really be accomplished when a thorough and honest resentment inventory has been done. And the resentment inventory is about generating a grudge list of all the people that have hurt us and harmed us. And the big book on page 64 instructs us very clearly what to do. They call it a grudge list. And we list on this grudge list, in this single column list, all the people, principles, and institutions with whom we were angry or hurt or had harmed us. And if you're anything like me, when, uh, when I was doing the four-step, it was so incredibly painful. And my sponsor, God bless him, uh, he understood the pain of, of ripping off the bandages of our life and taking one more look at the nasty wound. And the biggest blessing that my sponsor bestowed upon me was he took me through the 12 steps quickly. And, you know, there's a saying in the big book, nothing so ensures immunity against the first drink as intensive work with another alcoholic. And he did intensive work with me. And what he did was he spent every single day back-to-back with me for two hours a day. And we blew through all the steps. And when we did the four-step, man, it took about eight to 10 sessions, about 20 hours, you know. But it was thorough. And what happened in this grudge list and when I did the resentment inventory, and I'm not here to talk about the resentment inventory today, but I'm going to tell you that during the course of this analysis of this grudge list, I was finally able to calm down and take a look at all these horrible people on my grudge list 
and ask myself a couple of basic fundamental questions. Was this person well or not well who harmed me? And invariably, the conclusion was this person was not well. They were sick emotionally, psychologically, physically, spiritually. They were clearly not well. And the other truth that I had to swallow during my four-step inventory, the resentment inventory, was, was I capable and did I mistreat someone who was not well? And it was clearly right there on my grudge list of the resentment inventory. And I had to look at all these horrible people and I had to one by one go down the list and acknowledge that, yes, not only was I capable of mistreating people who were not well, but I clearly did mistreat people who were not well. And it's many various sundry forms like avoidance and sarcasm and, and just all kinds of deeds, you know, mis mischief to punish and to retaliate and to act out toward people who are not well. And let me tell you, it was that fourth column of the resentment inventory. This is where the core of my, my fourth step sex harm inventory came. And the big book tells us, you know, when we do the harm inventory, we list people down, even though we may not have had any resentment in connection with them. So what it tells us to do is the first thing we do is we don't even look at our grudge list on the resentment inventory. We really try to calm down and really look back and determine if we were passive-aggressive in an unhealthy manner that may have caused harm to somebody, and we list those people down. And after that, we go back to our resentment inventory, to our grudge list, and, and then we start writing down the people whom we may have hated and who did unspeakably horrible, horrible things to me, but I had to list them down that, in fact, I, I did mistreat somebody, you know, one of God's children, and there it is. And by the way, this inventory, this sex harm inventory, like I said, if you do a thorough resentment inventory, it's going to be a no-brainer doing your sex harm inventory, but it's so important because it is this sex harm inventory in the fourth step that is going to be the core list of the people that you might want to consider writing down when you get to step eight. And step eight has made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. So if we're going to identify all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all, it starts right here on the third inventory of the fourth step, the sex harm inventory. And you can't get that list populated until you take a close look at your resentment inventory. And that's how it works. So again, it's just, it's a matter of, of calming down and finding a very neutral, quiet area without any distraction and be able to sit down with your, your sponsee or your prospect, you know, and really get into the core of our human behavior, our unhealthy human behavior. We're going to talk in more detail when we return 
about the sex harm inventory only here on In This Moment. I'm Toby C. Thanks. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. This moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Okay, we're talking about obviously the 12 step program, which is what our program is centered around. And we are talking about the fourth step. And in particular, we are talking about one of three inventories that are buried in the fourth step analysis. And it's the third and final inventory. It is called the sex harm inventory. And it's, uh, it's a real touchy one, the sex harm inventory, where we first, uh, many of us for the first time, make an acknowledgement that we're capable of mistreating people who are not well. And not only are we capable, but I certainly um, have mistreated people who are not well in my past. And the beautiful part about the 12-step program, it, it gives us a roadmap how to, how to repair these hurt relationships that this type of, of behavior created. But let me back up for a minute. You know, not anybody who acts out with unhealthy passive-aggressive behavior is not a bad person. I want to be clear that, that I have come to believe that all human beings are instinctually born with the, the desire to be loved and the, the unyielding need to feel secure. And the only problem is that as we mature and we grow, that we continue to have this unrealistic reliance on self and more harmful, we have a very unhealthy reliance on other people and we mistreat people and we're capable of mistreating people for the sole purpose of feeding our instinctual needs to be loved and to feel secure. So it's an evolution. I think recovery is clearly about moving away from being a taker and moving toward the direction of being more of a giver, being more of a, of a selfless person instead of a selfish person. And it's, it's critically, critically important to to move toward that end of the spectrum to selflessness and to really pay attention to our fellow brethren, especially those who are suffering and who are in desperate need of finding a way out. 
And that way out, my friend, one of the clear ways out is the 12-step program. And it has to do with restoring peace with our fellow man and, of course, restoring peace with our, ourselves. And we can't really restore peace with our fellow man unless we've identified and we've acknowledged these hurtful and harmful relationships. And that is exactly what the sex harm inventory intends to illuminate. Why? Well, it's very important for us to, to acknowledge this type of behavior because clearly it's about, it's about setting ourselves up to, se- to tell another human being that we're sorry. And not sorry in the sense that, oh, it's just another empty apology. You know, this inventory is about preparing ourselves to engage in a very intimate ceremony, and it's called an amends, where we go to a person that we've hurt, and we acknowledge our behavior as a fear-driven, suffering alcoholic or drug addict or whatever, and we, we, we pinpoint the nature of our malady to this person who we've offended. And then we go to this person, and after this acknowledgement, we apologize. And this type of an amends, this type of an apology, this type of I'm sorry is so much more deep and sincere and thorough because we have something to back it up. We have a design for living called the 12-step program. And that, that is what defines a true, thorough, honest, effective apology is when we have something to back it up. And that's what we do. And I'll tell you, and if we don't, if we don't, and it clearly says, if we are not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we are quite sure to drink. It's about being at peace with our fellow man. I don't know about you. I can't be at peace with myself if I'm not at peace with my fellow man. And it's about overcoming anger. In fact, I have a, I have a four-step that a friend did and wasn't quite finished with it yet. We had about maybe 97 people on his grudge list. And we went through the columns, man, on his resentment inventory. And one of the most interesting discoveries that many of us make is something called being able to live with unresolved difficulties. You know, there are people out there who are not well, clearly. And if you're anything like me, you have people in your life, in your family, in your work, in your reality that you cannot get away from. You are hopelessly tethered to them financially, emotionally, with your DNA. And we can't get away from these people. Yet we need to be at peace with these people who are clearly not well for the fear of mistreating somebody who's not well and slipping into shame. And I don't know about you, but the drunk starts long before the first drink for this this alcoholic. The behavior, the shameful behavior of mistreating another human being 
including myself, precedes the final act of drinking or using or acting out in some other destructive form. And that's, and that's where it happens. It's called living with unresolved difficulties. My acronym is Elwood. L-W-U-D. It means living with unresolved difficulties. And you'd be surprised how many people that you have no control over their not wellness who had an effect on you in your life. They might very well end up on your, your sex harm inventory as rightly they should. Because only when you have sufficiently dealt with these people and their not wellness, only when you sufficiently deal with these people and their not wellness are you going to be able to conquer your not wellness. And when they say that you may be suffering from a condition that only a spiritual experience will conquer, I think the most spiritual experience is the experience of of repairing a defective human relationship with another person. I think the purest form of God's will, if you really want to get into it, is to be at peace with our fellow man. This inventory, the fourth-step sex inventory, illuminates clearly how I and you and we are capable of not getting along with our fellow man. And if I can't get along with my fellow man, how on earth can I get along with myself? Unless I'm a psychopath without a conscience, and I do have a conscience. Regrettably, it's a, it's a strong and powerful conscience, and it keeps me in trouble big time. You know, and maybe you're, maybe you're, maybe you're, Maybe you just haven't done the, the four-step deal yet thoroughly. You know, you can always go back and do it again. It says that we never complete a four-step inventory. We merely begin a lifetime of practice. I get it. You know what I'd suggest, though, my friend, is they've got pamphlets here in Alcoholics Anonymous that talk about the 12-step program. And I would suggest that you read. It's called Questions and Answers on Sponsorship. And... I believe, in my experience, is that the most important, specific purpose of taking another person through the 12-step inventory is to prepare that person to take another suffering soul through the 12-step inventory. That is the most purest definition of what we're trying to accomplish here. You know, you, if you haven't done the 12 steps, get a hold of your sponsor and do it. Finish up those inventories because it's all about preparing you to become a sponsor and to help another person clean house and get to the other side. Get to the other side of no man's land. You've got to get rid of this anger. We've got to get rid of this self-righteousness. We've got to cease fighting everything and everybody. We've got to quit being survivalists. One of my favorite prayers is, God, if I can't have the things I want, 
please help me to want the things I have today and to be grateful, to be grateful in the present moment and to be grateful for the friends and the people that are in my, my life today and to not regret the past and anguish about the future, but to be parked right here in this moment, either concentrating on my relationship with my higher power or making myself available to another suffering soul so that they can clean house and open up their heart and allow God to come into them and expel the obsession. This is a program of conversion. And once we sufficiently calm down and clean house by doing these inventories and these steps, are we able to open up our mind and eventually open up our heart and allow God to enter us and to expel an obsession. And that's what happens here. This, this desire to, to self-destruct and to act out with all this unhealthy, harmful, evil behavior will be driven right out of you. You will have this demon expelled. It will be cast out. But your heart must be opened first. And before your heart must be opened, your mind must be opened. And it happens by cleaning house. And you can't do it alone, my friend. The 12-step program is a people program, and you've got to do it with another person. You cannot do the 12-step program and recover alone. But only you alone can do it. Only you alone can make the commitment. And if you find a prospect once you get better and they want to make the commitment, you concentrate and you settle down with this person and you do the deal. And then you are going to have an incredible experience. The experience of watching people to recover. To, to experience watching another person become a giver instead of a taker. To watch another person become helpful become useful to experience watching another person become selfless to experience watching another person outgrowing fear this is an experience you must not miss and it happens when we do the steps and we clean house and we do our inventories we'll be talking about some other tips on on really how to pay it forward when we come back on In This Moment with Toby C. Thanks. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Thanks for sticking around. We've had a great show on the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12-step method, the 12-step program, the 12 steps, whatever you want to call it. But it is a house cleaning that's what the 12 steps are designed to do. And there can't be a more intensive house cleaning than what happens in the fourth step. 
and the four step inventories. And today we've discussed the third and final inventory called the sex harm inventory. And, uh, and it's a doozy. And like I said, if you do a thorough, complete, honest resentment inventory, the sex harm inventory will reveal itself to you, especially in the fourth column of your resentment inventory. And the best part about doing a complete four-step sex inventory is you will have uh, a majority or at least the core of your eight-step inventory done. So it's, it's an important one. And again, it's about cleaning house. You know, doing the steps first is for us to become aware of the edge. I want to stay away from the edge, the edge where I might fall into oblivion and, and get drunk or loaded again and do something unimaginable that I would regret. I don't want to be anywhere near the edge again. And in order to stay away from the edge, I've got to be mindful of my relationships with other people. I've got to be careful about my relationships with other people. I constantly share in my 7 a.m. daily home group meeting that my sobriety is contingent upon my ability to maintain healthy and loving relationships with people. And my relationships with people are a reflection of my relationship with my creator, God. And this relationship is a manifestation of my relationship with myself. And I am whole today. And it's because I cleaned house. And I took the action. And I try to help others. And doing the steps like we just talked about is about helping others. We can't do this alone. Trust me, I've tried to do the 12 steps alone. It's like going to the dentist and telling the dentist you'll pull this tooth out on your own. It just doesn't happen quite that way. It's about uh, awareness. And so much of this unhealthy, passive-aggressive behavior that's caused effective relationships with people is clearly about awareness. Awareness of myself and where I fit in the world. I don't need to wake up every morning like it's another episode of Survivor. I can be at peace today. I don't have to wake up with the chatter going on in my head every morning. Like, oh my God, what does this dreadful day hold in store for me? I can be at peace today. And you, my friend, if you're, if you're suffering, you can calm down and you can find this peace. It's this peace which surpasses all comprehension. And it only happens when we, when we, Seek something other than ourselves as the solution. No human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought.
No human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought. And I don't know about you, but I don't have a direct connection with, with my creator. Some people think they do, but I don't. My connection with my creator is with other human beings. And, the, and the, the cleaner and the healthiest connections I have with other human beings is when I'm mindful of my relationship with them. And I want to make sure that I'm not being selfish and I'm not being inconsiderate and I'm not being dishonest. And when I do that, you know, I know that I'm right with my creator. And it's a great feeling. It's this, this feeling, this sense of being whole and complete and having a purpose. And I do believe that my purpose today, and I discovered this in the big book, The Timeless and Universal Wisdom of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, I did discover and I do believe today that my true real purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and to those about me. And I don't know why I didn't die those countless near-death experiences, but God had another plan for me. And I do believe that God has a plan for you, my friend. And calm down and tap into it because God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. You've got to calm down and, and, and allow yourself to open up your mind and your heart to receive this love that God has for you. And when you feel this love, and if you want to hang on to this love, you find another suffering soul and you, and you hold them by the hand and you take them down the path and you help them discover this, this, this limitless love that is there for all of us. It's there for all of us, my friend. So do the deal. Get better, heal, and stick around and help somebody else get better. It's a full service, full circle deal, man. You cannot keep it unless you give it away. You're going to get better. Just point your imagination toward the right objectives and that objective, which is God. Anyway, thank you so much for spending your valuable, precious life with me during this past hour. I'm Toby C., and this is our program. Don't forget, yours and mine. It's called In This Moment, and it's here on iHub Radio in downtown Palm Springs. If you want to drop me a, a message, you can email me at tobyc at iHubRadio.com, and I promise I respond. Might even share it on the air, maybe. Anyway, God bless, and have a good day until next time. Thanks. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 